From the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery, I'm Josh Young, and this is As Seen From Here. On today's podcast, AMD and the Sun. This machine can detect and quantify the clinically significant wrinkle and skin spot automatically. The data obtained with this machine were used as an indicator of lifetime sign exposure in our study. First this. As seen from here reaches ophthalmologists in 98 countries, transfers more than half a terabit of podcasts every month, but the potential audience is much larger. Please tell your colleagues about this free resource, Flattening the Ophthalmic World. And while you're at it, let your residents and fellows know about Open Ophthalmology, a free basic science video podcast, already a force in ophthalmic education with 1,800 viewers watching 6,000 video lectures every month. Information wants to be free. Help me give it away. Is age-related macular degeneration influenced by lifetime sun exposure? The question is deceptively simple, because measuring life exposure to anything, let alone something as ubiquitous as sunlight, is enormously difficult. Moreover, since AMD is a disease of the elderly, sunlight exposure need necessarily be measured in retrospect. Enter Taiji Sakamoto. His strategy involves a quantifiable correlate. I'll let Dr. Sakamoto explain. Dr. Sakamoto, welcome to a scene from here. Prior to your study, what evidence existed of environmental factors influencing the development or progression of AMD? Uh, There have been many environmental factors. Of course, other than aging or gender, smoking, dietary pattern, and alcohol drinking, drinking have been reported. In our previous study of Japanese people, which was also published in British Journal, smoking is found to be a significant factor related to AMD. Before your study, had there been any consensus about the role sun exposure plays in AMD? There is controversy over the role of sunlight or ultraviolet radiation exposure. It has been reported that abnormal skin sensitivity to sunlight or propensity to to turn is associated with AMD. However, several reports describing sunlight exposure is not a risk factor related to AMD. Dr. Sakamoto, how is it possible to assess lifetime sunlight exposure? Before our study, most studies assessed total sunlight exposure using questionnaire, whose accuracy depends heavily upon question quality and respondent's memory. This is a problem of questionnaire method. Our method is based on the concept widely accepted in dermatology. Briefly, facial wrinkle is strongly correlated with the total amount of lifetime sun exposure. Therefore, the length of facial link can be a marker of lifetime sun exposure of individual. We use the machine named the Beauty Imaging, which was developed by Procter & Gamble Company, United States. This machine can detect and quantify the clinically significant wrinkle and skin spot automatically. The data obtained with this machine were used as an indicator of lifetime science exposure in our study. Can I get you to describe the design of your study? Uh, this was a case-controlled study of AMD and healthy controls involved the subject seen at our hospital. 
who met the inclusion criteria. Those who have lived lifelong in Kagoshima Prefecture, aged 50 years or older and male, find that photographs could be taken, ocular findings were observable, absence of self-reported ocular disease. And late AMD cases were diagnosed in a hospital control and early AMD cases corrected in a hospital. And the collected data were analyzed in a masked fashion. What sorts of data did you collect? Uh, ocular fundus photograph, smoking history, hypertension, skin examination data included wrinkle length, skin color, and skin pigmentation spot. How did you quantify these dermatologic biomarkers? As I mentioned uh, before, uh, the machine can automatically quantify the wrinkle length, skin color, and hyperpigmentation spots. What were your findings? Yes, uh, there was a positive correlation between facial wrinkle length and late AMD, but a negative correlation between hyperpigmentation spots and AMD, even after the other factors were adjusted. How do you interpret this positive correlation between facial wrinkle length and late AMD, but negative correlation between facial hyperpigmentation spots? In terms of a positive correlation, it will be easy. It, is, it will be possible to say that lifetime sun exposure is a risk factor of AMD, at least for Japanese males living in Kagoshima area. While in terms of negative correlation, some explanation is necessary. Skin darkening in response to UV irradiation or sunlight exposure occurs via two distinct pathways. They are immediate pigment darkening and delayed tanning. Delayed tanning involves melanogenesis and is stimulated by DNA photo damage or its repair. Melanin synthesis is therefore can be a direct response to DNA damage, and melanogenesis is viewed as a biomarker for DNA repair capacity. People having less pigmentation may be more vulnerable to DNA damage caused by sunlight exposure. Actually, people with fair colored skin and poor tanning ability are known to have high susceptibility to skin cancer. We hypothesize that ge- genetic factors related to skin pigmentation are also related to AMD pathogenic progression. What role does melanin play in the retina? With regard to the retina, melanin can act biochemically as an, as an antioxidant in retinal pigment epithelial cells, lessening the hamper effect of UV-induced oxygen-free radicals. Ocular melanin can physically protect the retina and colloid of pigmented eyes against light-induced cell toxicity through UV absorption. The protection against UV damage afforded by melanin, presumably through a biochemical mechanism, might explain why AMD is more common in lighter-skinned populations. To what extent was age a confounding variable in your study, since age is associated with AMD, but your study and control groups were of significantly different ages. Yes, this is a good point. Age was not matched equally in ARM AMD groups compared to controls in our study. Although age was applied as a covariant and the multiple variant analysis was done in an age 
adjusted way. The present results should be interpreted carefully. Dr. Sakamoto, what do you do in your own practice? Do you ask patients to avoid sun exposure? Do you ask them to wear sunglasses? And is it enough to wear UV blocking glasses, or do you recommend a tint as well? Oh yes.、Uh, the first thing I recommend is to stop smoking because it is a very strong risk factor, and smoking is common in older generation of Japanese people. Then I recommend not to be exposed to sunlight needlessly. If a patient can't avoid sunlight exposure, for example, if the patient is farmer, I recommend to wear sunglasses. Dr. Sakamoto, domo arigato. Thank you very much. Great. <laughs> Thank you very much. Taiji Sakamoto is chairman and professor in the Department of Ophthalmology. In the Kagoshima University Graduate School of Medical and Dental Sciences in Kagoshima, Japan, his paper "Age-Related Maculopathy and Sunlight Exposure Evaluated by Objective Measurement" appears in the May 2008 issue of the British Journal of Ophthalmology. Ask questions of Dr. Sakamoto or any of our previous guests. Or make a comment about any of the topics we've discussed. These interviews are meant to be the start of a conversation in which you participate. Call our listener response lines in the United States dial area code six four six eight zero eight zero two three one, in the United Kingdom dial zero two zero seven five five eight eight two seven five, or Skype J Young MD. As seen from here is a production of the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery. Be a part of the next podcast. I'm Josh Young.